Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, I'm fresh out of the MRI machine. Feeling great. How are you doing today, sir? You stole my thing, man. I was just going to say, <laughs> I, I'm a little upset that I just got out of the MRI machine and no We're one's all freaking out about MRIs. No one's freaking out about my MRI that yeah, I had. Yeah. So I'm going to send out guys. a cryptic tweet just to make sure that everybody's <laughs> upset. Um, <laughs> Oh, boy. First and foremost, what did you think about the Cowboys tweet they had last night? The tweet, the tweet clearly was like a, just a, a hand grenade set aside somewhere, uh, <laughs> waiting to go off, uh, and, it, and it did. It kind of caused an explosion on Twitter. Oh my gosh! Um, the the news is, you know, not as salacious as the tweet. Probably, I, I would assume. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about <laughs> this Dak situation again. According to the Dallas again. Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott is getting a another MRI, his second, according to the team, his fourth. Um, and they, they just sounds like everything is fine. It's just precautionary. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Dak getting this MRI on Friday? Let's let's just lay out some some facts here. All right. Um, first off, Dak hasn't really done anything since getting his first MRI that like would constitute needing to get a second MRI to check on something else. Like this, I, this is all precautionary. <laughs> like this is all just in steps to make sure that he's okay to get back to throwing the football again. You know, I've heard a lot of really ridiculous stuff on Twitter the last 24 hours. Uh, they don't just do MRIs for fun. Uh, MRIs are expensive. I mean, did, did you guys catch that Forbes article the other day about the, the Cowboys? I don't know if you heard, but they're like they got money, they're right. billion. And yeah. I, I don't know before that if you heard about the contract that Dak Prescott signed that made him forty million dollar a year. I think they can afford to, to take two MRIs. They took an MRI while they were in Oxnard. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just I understand that that like there's you know uh, uh, an itchy trigger finger here because of of Dak being we're scarred from. Previous yeah, scarred. That's scarred from the injury, and we're scarred from the experience. Yeah. You know, it's it's, and that's where we are. But like this kind of um, all shucks, like uh, oh oh, sure sure, it's a precautionary MRI kind of talk. Like like those people have any clue? I mean, the things that I heard that people thought that Dak was getting this MRI. I had one guy on my Twitter ask me, "Do they think it's a torn rotator cuff?" Like, Dak was throwing the football yesterday, guys. Like, what do you think that if Dak was even close to, like, seriously hurt, they would let him, A, wear pads and practice, and, B, throw the football further than from here to this microphone? No, yeah, yeah. they wouldn't. Like, it's um, – The other thing is, again, just to make sure everybody understands this, Dak isn't getting an MRI on Thursday. He's not even getting it on Friday. He's getting it after their preseason game on Friday night. You don't get an MRI that late unless it's 
precautionary. Like if something was wrong, he would have already had another MRI, right? Like he would have had it right after practice. It's a scheduled MRI to make sure that the throwing that he did in practice didn't cause any more damage and it shows improvement. So that way when we get to uh, the star next week, they can ramp up his throwing in practice and he can start doing team stuff. How did this get so lost in translation, Landon? I mean, the tweet didn't help. <laughs> like, and, and, and I think, you know, look, all of this has been, uh, you know, all this, this controversy or the excitement around this has been buoyed by the fact that a lot of what's been going on has been, you know, and, and I was just going to point that out about what you just said. If this was an emergency, they wouldn't be uh, deferring to their schedule to when, as right. to when they would get this MRI. They would get it immediately. But, yeah. but since it's not an emergency, they know, okay, we got, you know, we got to fly in to, to play the game in Arizona. Then we have to get back to the, the, the star. Let's get it once we get back to our facilities in the star. Like yep. this is, yep. and it was just like the injury up front. When, when he hurt himself, they knew he wasn't going to be playing in either the, the Rams or the, the, the Pittsburgh game. So there's no reason for him to have been throwing for this whole time. So I think the schedule kind of, you know, made it look like it was a longer injury when in reality, there was no reason to rush Dak back. And the whole situation is just going to be fixed by rest. So why not give him all this extra rest when they have it? When the injury happened, what did we say in this podcast? Because of the way the schedule mentioned, you know, kind of played out, as you mentioned, he wasn't going to throw during the game. I didn't think he was going to throw the Saturday they had practice against the Rams. And then they kind of start working him in. That's exactly what happened. Exactly you know, he was doing all the drills. Was that what day? Was that Tuesday, Wednesday that he was throwing into the, the stuff? We saw him throwing after practice with Amari Cooper. This is all part of the plan that's going on. And I don't understand why all of a sudden people are freaking out because he's getting a fourth, I mean, a second MRI. I don't get it. <laughs> you got to look. That's why it's because people like you keep saying stuff like that, Marcus. Stop doing. Well, no, that. I'm saying this is a good thing. Like this no, is no, another no, MRI because MRI thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, because they want to keep checking on the progress. It's not because something's wrong. It's because something's been right, and they want to say, okay, where are we at now? Are we are we good to let him rip it and go into practice? That's that's literally all this is. Yeah. And, and look, it's 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 not anything more than that. And frankly, you know, before the, the the ironic thing is that when I got back on Twitter and saw that it had exploded and everyone was freaking out before that, we had just gotten our most positive news about Dak and, and kind of further confirmation that he's on schedule to for where we think he is. So. I don't we know. We can't where have all nice that, things all that as a Cowboy fan. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> I mean, clearly. So I guess that's where we're at. I mean, hopefully our fans are are, are obviously well versed on what's happening, uh, and and can kind of laugh off a lot of this and not stress out over. All right, Landon, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about RockAuto.com. It is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over twenty years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, let's talk about a, another MRI that the Cowboys are going to be doing here. Uh, I think they've already done it, actually. Uh, tight end Dalton Schultz, he got hurt at the end of practice. Sounds like he walked off. He was okay. Sounds like it's a calf strain, but it could keep him off the field for one to two weeks. How concerned are you about this? I mean, as long as he's coming back for week one, I'm I'm not concerned. And he clearly he's he's ready. He's had a really good camp, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, just really shown that he's he uh, last year was not a fluke, mm-hmm. uh, and that he you know belongs in the conversation when they talk about who's playing in tight end, even if there's only one out there. So. Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, just be precautious to give, you know, give some of these down roster guys a chance like Nick Eubanks. Jeremy Sprinkle has not done really anything. I'm surprised. He, I'm, I'm sure that he will be likely cut, honestly, unless he. Which is really a little kinda... bit surprising because I think going into camp, he was the clear cut runner to be the third tight end, right? You know, I mean, I think we didn't know exactly what we were going to get out of McEwen this year. And so I think Pinkston was probably, Sprinkle was probably, uh, uh, you know, insurance for mm-hmm. McEwen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's surprising that he really hasn't done much, you know, at all. Uh, but, but I guess maybe even more surprising than that is just how, how good McEwen has looked so far th- throughout. Yeah. Camp. He's your tight end three. So I, mm-hmm. I honestly, I would like to see him more in preseason, like give him as many stamps as possible because there's a chance that you might need him, whether it's Dalton Schultz goes down or Blake Jarwin gets banged up. I want to see Sean McEwen get every rep possible just in case he needs to be ready to go. Um, all right, Landon, let's, let's talk about some Oxnard takeaways because the Cowboys did wrap up practice in Oxnard, as Jerry Jones would call it, um, they will be going back. To, they'll be going back to the star. Uh, what are some of your biggest takeaways from the last what, three weeks of practices? I mean, it's been tough because we haven't seen Dak as much as we'd like. We haven't seen Cooper at all, basically. Um, but having said that, I, I I have to walk away with the number one storyline of 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 Oxnard. Uh, the defense looks much improved. Confident. I mean, yeah, like much better than they did last year. I mean, again, we didn't see training camp last year, so it's hard to compare apples to apples here. But just based on what we saw, you know, in the, especially the middle to late part of the season, it got better as the end of the season got. It seems like they, they kind of seemed to turn things around. Mm-hmm. They were starting to get more turnovers. I think they ended up uh, – DQ said they ended up like, what, seventh overall in takeaways or something last year. So yeah, uh, that part was good, but obviously for the, they were a historically bad defense overall. I didn't see that on the field uh, in Oxnard. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it that way. Uh, it, it, because – you know, you just saw coverage that was way more competent, a, a larger number of players. Now, look, I still don't know how the cornerback two situation is going to look. I, I mean, we may not know how that looks until the regular season starts and we're out there against the Bucks. you know, very – Well, we might not even know then, right? Like, it could yeah. completely change by week eight. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I so I don't we don't know exactly, you know, their – their competency level versus the NFL wide, uh, versus NFL wide receivers that aren't Cowboys players, mm-hmm. but we've seen them against the Rams. We've seen them against the Steelers. Uh, those both of those groups have pretty decent, you know, wide receiver cores on their own and, and, and provided some pretty good matchups and our guys held their own and, and uh, you know, not certainly didn't embarrass themselves. And I think the idea that 
you know, Anthony Brown came into training camp as your cornerback too. And now you've got Joseph who you feel really good about. Uh, Brown himself had a really good camp. Mm-hmm. Wright is continually, you know, the drumbeat continues. He had a really Wright. strong practice on Wednesday. Yeah, Really strong practice on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously guys like Maurice Cannaday who we didn't even – you know, we weren't even sure what to expect. I think the expectation for us, even the most optimistic Cowboys fan, was that he would be a down roster corner who would provide some special teams prowess. I mean, I think the coaches are now saying publicly he's not only earned a spot on this team, but he's probably earned playing time, you know, he's yeah, because he should, of the yeah. way he's played. Yeah. So I think – just a, a depth and competency at the cornerback position was probably more than I probably even could have hoped for. Um, and, but yep. it does seem like we're kind of trending in that direction. Uh, and, and, and just overall defensive competency that, that really just never really showed itself last year. That's my number one point. What, what's your, what's your main takeaway? Um, I, I think that's a good one. I think I've been very pleased by what we've seen from the corners. I, my, I, I would just tell you the defensive line. I still feel like after three weeks at Oxnard, we still don't really know about the defensive line because of some injuries, right? Like Tristan Hill obviously hasn't practiced. We have not seen Chauncey Golston yet, and I'm starting to get concerned that we might not see Chauncey Golston in the preseason. Bradley and I has been banged up. From what I saw from Dorrance Armstrong in the preseason, it looks like regular Dorrance Armstrong. So I, I guess if I had a negative takeaway, it's that man, this team needs Demarcus Lawrence to stay healthy for 17 games. And they need Randy Gregory to stay healthy because I just – I don't feel great about really anybody on the defensive line other than the two ends and kind of Osa Odigizua. Like, I, I just want to mention him really quickly. I rewatched the Cowboy preseason game last night. He played really, really well. Other than that, I, I just – I don't know how many guys that I feel good about on the defensive line. I feel better than I expected about Terrell Basham. I mean, I know he's currently dealing with an ankle, but I, I mean, there were definitely reps at points during practice when he was getting around the corner in a way that I didn't really know that he could do that. So, uh, and I think that Armstrong has actually had a pretty decent camp too. But, but I mean, this is the same right. thing we've seen every year, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so we don't know that that means anything. Maybe this year it means something, but evidence has shown in the past that it hasn't. Right. So, um, you know, at the very least, he's had a good camp. We'll see if that translates to anything. Um, I do, like I said, I do think that Basham has looked pretty decent, but you're right. I, like, I don't have any certainty at the defensive tackle position. It seems like it's, it's improved a lot just simply because uh, guys like Watkins and Urban are better. I think Bohana mm-hmm. and, and ha- has been really good. Hamilton looks like a different player, even from last year uh, and, and previous years. He, he's looked really good at training camp. So, uh, but again, it's, it's kind of hard to tell until we get some more kind of live reps against uh uh, other teams starters before we're really going to have an idea of how these guys look on the scale of yeah. NFL wide. So that's my biggest negative takeaway. And you know, I always like to start with the negative first before we get to the positives. I do have a couple big positive takeaways that I want to get to in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action on bet online before the next pitch Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lena, the biggest takeaway I had is that 
CD Lamb is a superstar, mm-hmm. right? And we kind of knew that this was going to be the year that Lamb really asserted himself in training camp, you know, after playing well as a rookie, uh, feeling more comfortable, adding some weight. I think we all anticipated a strong camp from CD Lamb. But I'll be honest, I, I, I'm about the biggest CD Lamb fan as there is. And I think I even have to adjust the expectations. Like, I think there's a real, real chance we're talking about him as one of the top three or four receivers in the league as soon as this year. And it's because of what he's done so far in camp. Yeah, I mean, he certainly has proven himself to be absolutely dynamic. Uh, you know, he's uh, – and, and we have some kind of frame of reference for this because we've seen Dez, you know, has similar kind of camps, and we keep talking about him doing Dez things. Mm-hmm. And and he, and he is. I mean, he's mossing guys out here pretty regularly, and, and he's shown that uh, he has taken his game up another level. He looks physically different. He's, you know, he's not quite as bean polish as he has mm-hmm. been before. Um, I always thought that his game, uh, you know, the best comparable player to him was DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And um, and I kind of, you know, you're starting to see him physically start to look like that a little bit more this year. Um, so I agree. I mean, I think that he certainly has uh, a rare, well-rounded skill set that you just don't see a lot of rookies coming out of the league having. Um, I, I think that the Cowboys were probably pretty smart to, in a in kind of truncated offseason last year, uh, keep him in uh, mm-hmm. as as the as a slot receiver because it just allowed him to really focus on that. Uh, but you're seeing him out here playing all over the place and 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 not have any issues at all and, and clearly uh, winning one on ones, winning all his matchups, making huge plays. Uh, you know, I think Cooper is not the same kind of flashy player that 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 Ceedee no, Lamb is. No. He's not as maybe as dynamic. He's quiet, a quiet, silent killer. That's that's more of Cooper's Cooper's uh, mo, uh, but but you know Ceedee Lamb is is violence is uh, explosion is dy- dynamism, uh, and 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 he he definitely has like the kind of you know big play uh, uh, ability combined with uh, the ability to turn smaller plays into big plays uh, that 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 most of the top wide receivers in the league have, and, and I'm excited to see exactly what he unleashes on the league this year. So uh, we've heard the DeAndre Hopkins comparison a lot to CeeDee Lamb, and I don't hate it. It's it's not a bad one. But the one I actually think I like a little bit better, I think he's a little bit more like Devontae Adams because I think he's a little quicker than Hopkins. I think he's a little twitchier. And I think, like Adams, he can win with route running. He can win after the catch. He can win down the field, and he can win when the ball is in the air. So I just think that's the kind of player that he could eventually be in the NFL like Adams, it would not shock me at all, Landon, if this is a year where he has 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns. Like, it, it, maybe he leads the NFL in, in touchdowns. Would not shock me at all. I, I just think he has had such a good camp. He's done everything that we've wanted to see from him. Uh, it's really exciting. Uh, any other takeaways, especially the offensive side of the ball from Oxnard? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we kind of went in with, with high expectations for having some good offensive line depth, and I, I don't know that that's necessarily played out the way we thought. Um, I think, you know, McGovern is maybe a step or two better than we – He's probably the only one that we're excited anticipating. about. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Steele has been better than last year, but, I mean, that's not a very high bar to clear. Which is fine. Um, yeah, third I, tackle, I mean, they're fourth still, tackle. still developing there. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess my question is, like, you know, what is the plan at swing tackle? I mean, it, I, I know that Inseki kind of had some issues with his knee yesterday in practice, so we're not even really probably not going to get a chance to look at him again. 
I, I'm wondering, you know, what what the solution is here. Do they feel comfortable with Inseki as their swing tackle? If not, what's what's the plan there? Um, you know, th- those are things that are are concerning as you know, just as far as you know, planning for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the offensive line as a whole, the starters have looked good and they looked ready. Uh, and you know, guys like Tyron Smith and, and Leo Collins look primed for a bounce back season from last year. I didn't I didn't ask you this after the preseason game, but did you watch Matt Farniak, the the center the Cowboys drafted in uh, the preseason? Did you study him at all? I mean, I, I watched him a couple. Yeah, yeah, I see, I seen him in, throughout camp and, and watched him in. What, what did you think about him in camp? Because I what I saw in the preseason game was not great. Yeah, I mean, he it's he's very up and down, you know. And I think that yeah, uh, he yeah in the in the preseason game he probably looked even worse because he played a ton, and you know Pittsburgh was playing. Uh, I think there was a mismatch in talent on the defensive line and offensive <laughs> yes, line by the time yes. he got in there. So uh, I, I think he's been good, but certainly not. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think he's been okay. And I think certainly not like guaranteeing a spot on the team. Yeah. I was going to say that's, that's what it's going to come down to. Like, no. I think you're okay leaving him off the initial 53 man roster. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think he's anything that's it's, you're not going to be upset if some other team claims and it's not a big deal. So uh, those were our takeaways from Oxnard. We're going to have a preview of the Cowboys second preseason game uh, tomorrow. We'll talk about the guys that we're interested to see the guys that are going to be playing, who's not going to be playing. So make sure you guys tune in for that. You can download the podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, continue to check us out on YouTube. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you next time.